0: Memoirs of a Victorian detective. In April 1886, we were summoned to the Five Oaks Hotel in Oxfordshire. The owner had been rushed to hospital with suspected arsenic poisoning, and so Detective Davies sent myself, Luke and Constance undercover as hotel staff, whilst the inspector was briefed on a new alias in order to lead the on-site investigation on behalf of Scotland Yard.
1: Post and papers have arrived. No sign of the inspector.
0: He won't be long. Constance, did you sort breakfast?
2: Yep, they're having poached chicken.
0: You mean poached eggs?
2: I know what I said, science man. Waitress, my salt cellar is empty. Kindly refill it. Yes, Miss Dubry.
3: Then fix the draft in my room. I'll catch my death in this blasted weather.
2: Not if I catch it first.
0: Not a problem, Captain Hawthorne.
4: And the window in my room still won't open?
0: We'll get that fixed right away, Doctor Arnold.
1: Good. Good. Charming bunch. Is that all of them?
0: No, there's one more. Ah, Miss Burbage. Cooey. Is the bar
1: open? It's half past nine in the morning, Miss Burbage.
0: Oh better stick to shorts, then. Have I seen you three before? No. We're deputising for the regular staff whilst they help the police with their inquiries. Inquiries? Oh, the poisoning. Shame that.
5: N- now then, what about that bar? Anyone for a fizzy breakfast, eh?
6: Good morning. Uh, my name is Inspector Merton, and I'm here to inspect an attempted murder.
2: Merton? It took you all night to come up with that? Thick as the skin on a hippo's ass, you are.
7: Unbound Theatre presents Inspector Murder Inspects, created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. Episode two, A Twist. Now then. I
6: must thank you all for agreeing to speak to me this morning. Uh, The hospital assures me that Mr Gill is in a stable condition and very likely to recover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, whilst this investigation is ongoing, I I must ask that none of you leave the hotel. Uh, My colleagues... (coughs) I mean, the hotel staff will, of course, make you comfortable... uh, And I shall be round to speak to each of you in turn. First, though, I must get a clear picture of the events of yesterday evening. You dined together, I believe.
8: That's right. We had partridge in a red wine sauce. We had partridge. Miss Burbage added her own sauce.
3: And once dinner had concluded... We went upstairs. Nothing in the way of entertainment in this place. So we amused ourselves in our rooms...
0: Go and fix the draught in room four. Fine!
6: My colleagues at the yard say Mr Gill then made coffee. Only for me. The others declined. So you saw
3: Mr Gill when he delivered it to your room? No. I'd locked the door whilst I
6: bathed. He left it on the table in the hallway for me. And apart from Captain Hawthorne collecting coffee, uh, did any of you leave your rooms at all?
4: Yes, uh, the captain knocked at my door an hour or so later to report that Miss Dewberry had been taken
6: ill.
8: The pheasant disagreed with me. Fortunately, Dr Arnold was most attentive.
6: But it was you, Captain, who uh, summoned the doctor. Heard the young lass
3: being ill from my room. Summoned the medical officer immediately.
6: Oh, you're not in the army now, Charles? And were you party to the upset, Miss Burbage? Oh,
5: no, Inspector. One small sherry and I'm out like a light. Small? You took a whole bottle of it from the kitchen. Really? I availed myself to it when Mr Gill refused to open the bar after dinner. He said he was too busy. (laughs) Ha!
6: Was Mr Gill aware that one of his guests had been taken ill in the night? He
4: turned up at Miss Dewberry's room at one point, but there was little he could do, so he went back to bed.
6: And when did you return to your room, uh, Dr Arnold?
4: Around two o'clock, I believe. Miss Dewberry was sleeping at last, so I retired. And then the following morning, Mr Gill
6: was found unresponsive. Uh, Who by?
0: That would be the maid, Inspector Merton.
6: Thank you, Laura. Uh, Laura Biding
3: Citizen. (laughs)
6: Excellent work.
3: She screamed the house down when she found him.
4: I attended once I realised what was going on. There was little I could do. He needed hospital treatment as soon as possible, so we summoned an ambulance.
6: A timely action. Half an hour later and I fear Mr Gill would have gone to his maker. Very well. I think that covers the basic timeline. I shall now begin the interviews. You first, Miss Burbage.
5: So we could seek more amenable surroundings, Inspector. Say, the bar?
6: Certainly. Uh, Luke, go and open the bar. Um... I mean, uh, certainly. Uh, Luke, uh, go and open the bar, would you? Uh, this lady clearly needs a drink to steady her nerves. Right away,
1: Inspector.
0: Come on, you stupid window. Why won't you open? Here, yeah, let me do it. Thank you.
2: Sorted. Well, this doctor fella doesn't keep a tidy room, does he? No poached trifle for him after dinner.
0: How do you poach a... Actually, I'd rather not know. Did you fix the draft in the captain's room? Yep. How? Bricked up the chimney. And supposing he wants to light a fire? Well, he can't have it both ways, can he? Do you think you could apply your masonry skills to the window when you've finished hunting puddings? I thought you wanted it open. Openable. As in also closable. You've just moved the draft from one room to another.
2: Don't get your tits in a twist. Anyway, they should be used to the weather by now. It's been blowing like a sailor on short term surely, for days. Well, hopefully it'll stop before...
0: That's odd.
2: It's only a bit of wind. Can't do you any harm if you're
0: pissing in the right direction. No, I mean, if the weather's been like this for days, why is the captain only just reporting the draft? He must have felt it before now. He's been here since the start of the week.
6: Ah, there you are.
0: Any joy with Miss
6: Burbridge? Just on my way to speak to her. Need to ask a favour first? Could one of you draw me a map showing the layout of everyone's rooms on this floor? (laughs) Much obliged.
0: Oh, is in his element. Ten quid says he cocks it up before lunchtime. I need to start searching Gil's office. Sort out a map for the inspector, then see to the window.
2: What do I look like, your poxy maid? Well, you're dressed like one. See you later. Bloody know it all. Right, I'll give PC Puss Bucket a map, all right. Then I better poach the sandwiches for lunch. They won't know what's hit him, the buttery pricks.
1: Oh, now that does look tasty. What is it? I call this one a Bangor Banger.
6: (laughs) It made it a touch less gelignite. So then, uh, Miss Burbage, I gather you're a mainstay here at the Five Oaks. Indeed, young
5: man, I've been here 20 years now.
6: So you must have known Mr Gill rather well.
5: Oh yes, he and I go back a very long way.
6: I don't get the impression he was well liked.
5: No, he—he he was a military man, Inspector. That's—that's that's him in that photograph behind you. The Fourth Dragoons of the Battle of Balaclava. In, in some ways, he never left. How do you mean? Ran the place just strict schedule. Barked orders at the staff. Couldn't bear mistakes. Oh, how he could rage!
1: Oh, what are you mixing now, barman? I call this one a perpetual motion.
6: That's probably shaken her off, do you think? I, I can't
1: seem to stop it, actually, sir. Excuse me, I, I, I'm just going myself off it in the storeroom.
5: If he doesn't come back, I've a hip flask in my corset. My own special blend, if you're partial.
6: Uh, perhaps later. <clears throat> so, uh, the last you saw of Mr Gill would be when you departed the dining room? yes. No,
5: no, of course not, silly woman. I, I saw him again when he delivered the captain's coffee. I changed my mind about having a cup, went to speak to him, and when I opened my door, he was already in the hallway.
6: So he returned to the kitchen to make you a coffee?
5: Or well, actually, he gave me a cup he'd made for himself.
6: Well, that seems somewhat out of character...
5: He was capable of little kindnesses now and then like all angry men after temper came embarrassment and he'd been most beastly to me before dinner. Why so? Truth be told, Inspector, between you me and this dashed empty glass, Barman.
1: Sorry, Miss Burbage. Say when I didn't. There's no room left in the glass. Oh, to
5: be so innocent. I'll forgive you this time.
6: You were saying, Miss Burbage?
5: Yes, between you, me and this dashed empty glass. Bugger me, that was fast. I'm a week behind on my rent. Shh.
6: I see. Uh, And after Mr Gill handed you the coffee, you, you didn't see him again? Nope. And you saw nothing else out of the ordinary that evening?
5: Well, now you mention it, that charming young doctor did seem very agitated after dinner, reckoned a tonic had gone missing from his bag or some such, saw him running down to speak to Mr Gill about it as we retired.
6: Indeed. <laughs> Most informative, Miss Burbage. Thank you.
5: My pleasure, young man.
6: Here
1: we are. This one's an all-organic gin creeper. Oh, Christ, it's alive! Run! Run!
2: Asking me to draw him a bloody map? Who does he think I am, a cocking cartographer? Miss Jubilee, Miss Jubry. Not more sodding people. Ah, cleaning cupboard.
4: Miss Jubilee, I must speak with you.
2: I feel much better now,
8: Dr. Arnold, though thank you for your concern. If you'll excuse me, I... Ow! Let
4: go! You still owe me for my services.
8: And you shall have the fee for your noble work when I'm able to secure the cash. For now, I have some business to attend to in my room.
4: (laughs) So I've heard.
8: And what's that supposed to mean?
4: Don't forget the walls have ears, Miss Dewberry. Ah!
8: One must hope they're not as swollen as yours, Dr. Arnold. It doesn't pay to harbour jealousy. Good day.
4: I thought you were going to your room.
8: I suddenly feel in the need of fresh air. I think I'll take a stroll around the garden
3: first. Damn. Oh, I wonder what's going on there. You there, maid. What have you done to my fireplace?
2: Fix the draught, like you asked.
3: It's bally useless. How am I supposed to light a fire now? Allow me. Dashed insolence. It's a wonder this place manages to function at all. In my day... What the...
2: There you are. Bricks cleared and I've lit you a fire.
6: Heavens above.
2: All part of the service.
6: Miss Dewbery. Just the woman I was looking for. I've a few questions to put to you, if uh, now's a good time. Actually,
8: Inspector, I was hoping to... Uh, No, no, silly talk. Of course I'm happy to help. What was it you wish to know?
6: I appreciate you were taken ill for much of yesterday evening, uh, but I was wondering what... Good heavens! Fire! Fire! Summon the authorities! Captain Hawthorne! uh, uh, Come back! Well, what's the... Ugh? It's you.
2: Don't panic, I've put it out. What a wimp. You think he'd be used to a bang or two in the army?
6: Yes, if you don't mind, I'm trying to...
2: I certainly was.
6: That's lovely to hear. Now, Miss Dewberry, I must...
2: Took out an entire regiment once. Talk about a dishonourable discharge. Go
6: and clean something.
2: Suit yourself.
6: Now then... Miss Stubery, what brings you to the Five Oaks, if I might ask?
8: As it happens, I came into some money recently, a small legacy left by my late Aunt Margaret.
6: I'm sorry for your loss.
8: Thank you, Inspector. It came as no shock. She'd been ill for such a long time, but she's much missed. It's a,
6: a little out of the way, this place. For a woman of your age, I mean, I thought you'd be rubbing shoulders with the great and the good. You are one of the Worcester Dewberries, I, I take it.
8: Indeed, I am. How quaint of you to know! I must confess the sum dear Aunt Margaret left does stretch to slightly more spectacular accommodation than this. But what with everything that's happened, I fancied somewhere a little out of the way for a few weeks before seeking out more energising companions. You understand.
6: Of course. And you saw nothing out of the ordinary after dinner last night. Before you were taken ill, I mean.
8: Afraid not.
6: No matter. You've been most helpful. I trust you're feeling a little brighter this morning.
8: Fresh as a daisy. No idea what came over me. Never known the light before. Must have been something I ate.
1: Sorry, I'm late. Pest problem in the bar. I was just coaxing it down for the curtains. Any luck with Gill's paperwork?
0: Usual stuff. Not a single death threat or letter of complaint. In other words, no motive. You just can't get the criminals these days.
1: I'll make a start on this lot.
0: What was the problem in the bar?
1: A cocktail misadventure. You remember that time I made them at the agency?
0: When the inspector's tongue went green and Constance said it looked like he was filleting a cactus?
1: No, the time before that.
0: When you used the automatic cocktail shaker and dislocated both shoulders? Before that? When Constance made them and we had to chase after the inspector because he'd taken one sip, stripped to his underpants, and then sprinted for the river shouting, I am the man of lava, and I'm here for Mrs. Thames.
1: That's the one. Happy days. Anyway, I saw the inspector in reception, and he said once he's made a few more inquiries and the guests are all at lunch, we'll have a secret conflap in the garden.
0: Let's hope he's got more to report than we have. I don't Oh What have you found? A newspaper. Looks like the dog's had at it. It's in tatters. What's this underneath?
1: Oh, news cuttings.
0: All obituaries, by the looks of it.
1: Friends of Mr Gill, do you think?
0: How maudlin. If you wanted something to remember them by, why not write them a letter?
1: I think I found something as well. Look at this. It's Miss Burbage's bill.
0: Heaven, she's run up quite the tab.
1: She said in the bar she was a week behind on her payments. By the looks of this, it's a fair few months.
0: I think we found our first motive. One moment.
4: Uh, Inspector, come to interrogate me.
6: Just a few routine questions, Dr Arnold. Uh,
4: You said that Mr Gill came to Miss Dewberry's room
6: last night.
4: Yes, although he wasn't there for long. Oh? I was in the bathroom with Miss Dewberry at the time. She'd had another attack of nausea. Gill called out when he came into the main room, then opened up one of the windows to let in some air. Of course, with the gale blowing, all it did was upset the contents of the dressing table. He cursed the mess, closed the window, and off he went. Strange fellow.
6: I see. Your medical bag, Dr Arnold. Am I right in saying you reported something had gone missing from it? Ah. You mean did someone pinch
4: arsenic from my case and use it on Mr Gill?
6: Well, I wouldn't like to jump to any conclusions, but...
4: Here. All present and correct, including my supply of arsenic, a full file. Contrary to penny dreadful stories, we don't dole it out at the drop of a hat. Oh. I would misplaced a sleeping powder, one I occasionally use myself. I must have dropped the file and forgotten about it. Found it under my bed this morning. As you can see, I struggle to keep a tidy room.
6: <laughs> it was my mistake. So when Miss Burbage saw you going downstairs...
4: I was on my way to the kitchen to ask Mr Gill if he might take a look at the window in my room. It wouldn't open. He told me to piss off, so I murdered him.
6: Really? No. Oh, uh, I see. In that case, I've uh, one last question. What's your reason for checking in here, Doctor? A business matter? Business and leisure.
4: I find myself in the employ of several society women in the home counties. I was attending to two of them and I thought I'd enjoy the country air for a while before returning to the city.
6: And the names of said clients?
4: Lady Kildare and Countess Willsley.
8: Dr Arnold, come quickly. It's Miss Burbage.
4: What's the matter?
2: I think she's been poisoned. Oh. So then she slapped him and fucked off.
0: How strange. What's he charging her for? Surely not for when she was ill in the night.
6: Whatever it is, it wouldn't explain why either of them should harm Gill. Burbage's debts, on the other hand.
2: How is she, Luke?
6: She'll live.
1: It was tricky not to sound like I knew what I was talking about.
2: Yeah, right.
1: But I think I managed to get what I could from Dr Arnold. Looks like the same malady as Miss Drewberry. What caused it?
6: A cocktail? Certainly not. I found this on the floor next to her.
2: A hip flask? And I've seen bigger.
6: She said she kept one. Some sort of special blend. It's a blend, all right. All the dregs of the bottle she had hidden under her bed by the
1: smell of it. And there's a nasty sediment in the bottom. Poison? Arsenic. Same as Gill. And, I'll be willing to wager, the same as Miss Dewberry.
2: Christ on a baboon's bare ass! They're all at it!
1: From the symptoms Dr Arnold described, I believe all three instances are connected.
6: Only Mr Gill's dose was much stronger.
0: So it's either Arnold or Hawthorne, then?
6: Something's not right here. If you're going to poison someone, why give them a non-lethal dose? (laughs) I must speak to the captain. You three had best be about your duties. We don't want to arouse suspicion. Right you are. See you later.
2: Oi, Detective Dunfer. I've got that map you wanted.
6: Constance, this has no words on it. So? So I can't tell which room belongs to which guest. And? And you've drawn an enormous phallus on it.
2: Didn't want you to get bored. Oh,
6: never mind. I'll get to grips with it myself.
2: I knew you would need a diagram.
6: Hold on a minute.
2: That's a start.
6: Over there, in the flower bed.
2: Ooh, an exhibitionist. Give it a rest. Why, has it stressed itself? Look! Uh, No thanks.
6: There's a fragment of porcelain in the mud. Looks like the same design as the coffee cups in the dining room. And there's a boot print next to it. I think we've found a bona fide clue. (laughs) Constance, search every pair of shoes you can find and match them to that footprint.
2: As you wish.
6: Not mine. I didn't murder him, did I?
2: Might have. Where were you last night when it happened?
6: Go back inside and I'll collect the evidence. How did it get there, I wonder? Where's the rest of it? (laughs) Yeah, and who's been out here in the mud looking for it?
2: Are we talking about your tallywhacker again? Housekeeping, Miss Jubilee.
0: Surprisingly neat and tidy for a socialite. Still, while I'm here, might as well see if we can find out why someone tried to poison you. Wash bags, hair clips, old train tickets. How dull. Wow, now that's a lot of cash. But Constance said she was waiting to get hold of some to pay Arnold. What else?
2: Ha! what's this?
0: Oh. Oh, of course. Miss Dewberry! What are you doing in here? Is that...? Normally, I'd say I can explain. But given this letter of yours, I think you might want to go first.
6: Captain Hawthorne, uh, may I take a seat? By all means. I've been waiting for hours. I'm sure Miss Burbage would have delayed her near-death experience, had she known... I've a few questions for you. Uh, but first, I wonder if you might help me with a related matter. I asked the maid to draw me a map of the upper floor, but she failed to label the rooms. Would you oblige? But of course. Good heavens! Yes, uh, ignore the giant... member.
3: Clearly a woman of the world. Have you a pen?
6: Here. Here. I hope you don't mind me asking, but you've never worked as a liaison officer with the Yard, have you? Your face seems familiar. Can't say I have. My mistake. So then, how long have you been at the Five Oaks, Captain? Are you staying long? Just for the week.
3: Arrived three nights ago. I shall depart on Monday morning. What brings you to this part of the world? Been surveying a few villages with cottages to spare. Retirement beckons, Inspector... Not a day too soon.
6: You must have seen a few things in your time.
3: (laughs) Travelled the world, sir. Asia, Africa, Russia, the colonies. I've shot foreigners on three continents.
6: Marvellous. Indeed. Uh, Now to last night. You went to your room directly after dinner. Bloody awful
3: cook, that gill. Greasy. Not surprised the girl got ill. Heard her heaving, so I roused Dr Arnold and dispatched him to investigate. Returned to my bed, and after listening to Gil's infernal coughing as I drifted off, I slept through to the morning. Coughing? Wretched man wheezed like a chimney. Must have been the lungs. I'm sorry I can't provide you with any further information, Inspector, but the whole matter passed me by entirely. Dashed shame,
6: but there we are. Anything else? Given you are steeped in golden slumbers, I don't think there's much more to ask. No, indeed. Let yourself out. Don't forget your map. Of course. Thank you for filling that in, so to speak. Hell of a
3: drawing. It's like it's looking at you, following you around the room. Take it away, Inspector. Ugh, I feel giddy. It'll pass in time,
4: Miss Burbage. Best we keep watch on her tonight. Sure to be up and about
1: tomorrow. I'll be in my room if you need me. Of course. Thank you, Dr Arnold. Who's there? It's me, Mum, the barman. Oh, I'll have a stiff one. You very nearly were a stiff one. Your hip flask, Miss Burbage.
5: No, I'll have it in a glass, thank you.
1: Did anyone else know your flask was on your person?
5: Certainly not. I don't flash my valuables for any man.
1: (sighs) We need to find out who tampered with your flask. Well, Hawthorne, of course. Blimey, that was easy. Why him? Oh, it was so long ago now,
5: when we were young and full of vigour. Uh-huh. He was quite the dolly soldier in his prime. It was instant attraction. The things he could do when he oiled that moustache, it was like...
1: I think that's enough.
5: That's what he said. Anyway, it didn't last. His battalion moved on and I didn't. When he walked in here a few days ago, I thought it was kismet. Fate had reunited us. But then the rotten swine acted as though he'd never met me. As though he'd never seen me. As though he'd never curled the ends of his
1: tash and then... Uh, You probably ought to take it easy now, Miss Burbish.
5: Good Lord, it's as
1: though you were there. Give me strength.
5: You mark my words, that bounder's behind this. Scared I might tell the world of our carefree days in the Crimea when men were men and whiskers were whiskers.
1: I think you should have a rest now, Miss Burbage.
5: You you should grow a moustache, you know. You've just the upper lip for it.
1: I'll leave you in peace.
5: Oh, are you headed to the bar?
1: No, I'm going below stairs. I suddenly feel the need to shave.
8: I'm so sorry to cry like this. Not like me at all.
0: That doesn't matter. Now, you must tell me who sent you this letter. Oh, Don't concern yourself. It's so silly. It's blackmail, Miss Dewberry. You have to tell the inspector about this. No, I can't. It's the only way to solve the matter. Have you considered that receiving this message and suddenly falling ill might not be a coincidence?
8: What are you suggesting?
0: Tell me what happened. Then we'll go to the inspector together.
8: He's going to be furious with me. I lied to him. Well, not lied exactly, but I wasn't entirely honest with him. How so? This isn't the first time I've stayed at the hotel. I was here last summer with a gentleman friend. Ah, I think I see. A charming chap. A diplomat. He caught my eye at a club in town and, well, we hit it off. But he had alternate arrangements back home, I'm guessing? It was a harmless summer romance. His family needn't have known. We had our fun, parted ways. Then the letters started.
0: I know what you did. You must pay for my silence. Made from some cut-up
8: magazines by the looks of it. I knew it was that nasty little man, Gill. I caught him listening at our door once. Pretended he was re-tufting the carpet. A likely story. I used to check we were alone after that, though it still felt like we were being watched. How could you be certain it was Gil? He was the only other one here, apart from his burbage, and she's clueless of anything outside of a wine glass. So I came back to confront him about it, take matters into my own hands. Indeed? No, not like that. Where on earth would I get hold of poison? Of course, there were more guests than I'd anticipated. So I... Well, I made the best of a bad lot and looked for a friendly face to distract me. I waited for the right moment to speak to Gil, but it never came. What's that? Someone in the hallway? Wait there, I'll check.
2: No! No! No!
0: Constance, what are you doing? Check in everyone's shoes. Witz told me to... Why have you brought them all out here?
2: It's quicker. I haven't got all day to stand about measuring sweaty slippers. i got proper work to do. What proper work? Well, nobody else is going to put adhesive on the lavvy seats, are they? Why is it
0: you hate people so much? Hmm. Most of them are pricks. Fair enough. Look, just tidy this lot up before the guests see it, will you? I'll give you a hand. Spoil sport. Hold on. This one's laces have... They've slid under the wall. There's a gap between the skirting and the floor. Whole place is a demolition job, if you ask me. I can feel a draft coming through. Constance, I think it's... (coughs) It is! It's a secret passageway! No, it's not. It's just a gap between rooms. Where's that going to get you? Close enough to either room to hear what's going on inside. So that's how we knew. Who did? Miss Dewberry was being blackmailed by Gill over an affair that she had with a diplomat. Well, we've all been there. This must have been how Gil managed to hear what she was up to. Oh, of course. What? The newspaper in his desk. It was all cut up.
2: He used the printed letters to make the blackmail messages. So you reckon she tried to kill him to get him off her back? Because we've all been there as well.
0: But she was taken ill before he was. It doesn't add up. We should tell the inspector. Come on.
6: Any results yet, Luke? Nothing so far. You know, I'm quite enjoying these little pop-up laboratories of mine. So long as they don't turn into blow-up ones, eh? (laughs) Whatever you mean. Oh, yes. How's the safe coming along? Nearly cracked it, I think. (laughs) Then we can see where Gil keeps his valuables. I
1: doubt there's much in there, sir. I had a peek at the accounts and it seems the place is running at a loss.
0: Sorry, we're late. The guests are dressing for dinner. And the evening paper's arrived.
1: I'm amazed
6: the delivery boy manages to stay on his bike in this wind.
2: So what's occurring?
6: Luke's running a test on the fragment of porcelain we found in the garden. And I'm doing some safe cracking. (laughs) What news of the shoes?
2: So all. None of them mashed the print in the garden. The blokes are too big and the girls are too small. On the plus
0: side, we found that Gil's been spying on his guests and blackmailing them over their dirty little secrets. Most recently, Miss Dewberry.
6: Good Lord! But the timeline
0: doesn't add up. I know.
1: Speaking of affairs, it turns out Miss Burbage once had a bit of a thing
6: for the captain. They courted in the Crimea, but now he's pretending he doesn't know who she is. All very intriguing. But does any of it explain why someone tried to poison Gill, or Jubbury, and Burbage?
1: Both of them had a motive for wanting to get Gill out of the way. Can't say the same for Hawthorne or Arnold.
0: Arnold's having some kind of disagreement with Jubbury.
2: Yeah, but you can't get their money after you've killed him. It's a delicate balance, debt collection.
6: And a long-forgotten love affair is hardly a prime motive for Hawthorne to get a Burbage. (coughs) Got it! (laughs) Laura, you search this little lot and I'll check the papers for news of Travers.
0: Gil couldn't have been blackmailing all of them, could he?
1: Even if he was, why would someone poison Burbage after Gil?
0: True. Still, what if there are passageways between all of the rooms? Where's that map? That's strange.
6: Ignore Constance's work of art.
0: (laughs) No, on the back. It's a list of names. Where did you get that paper from? Swiped it from
2: the docs room, didn't I?
6: Let me see. Yes, probably just a list of appointments. (laughs) No sign of Travers in the news. Quite a few obituaries today. We could have them to Gill's collection for old time's sake. Pardon? On
0: the desk there. He had a file of obits going way back.
1: I
6: would.
0: Time for dinner. Constance, make sure you refill the salt cellars, will you? Salt cellars? One was empty at breakfast and at lunch. I was busy with the cooking. You were spitting in the soup. Get moving. Christ, who got poisoned and left you in charge?
1: Ah, we've got a result. And arsenic. Only a faint trace, but it's definitely there.
0: That doesn't give us a suspect though, does it? Every time we think we're getting somewhere, someone else gets poisoned and the theory goes out the window. Here's the last document in the safe. It looks like...
6: Of course. Let me see. Good heavens. Is that a... Oh. Oh, I think it's all falling into place. Only a faint trace, but it's definitely there.
2: No idea what came over
1: me.
8: Must have been something I ate.
1: It turns out Miss Burbage once had a bit of a thing for the Captain. They caught it in the Crimea, but now he's pretending he doesn't know who she is. I think Nothing in the way of
3: entertainment, entertainment in this place, so we, we amused ourselves in
1: our rooms. Arnold's
0: having some kind of disagreement with Dewberry.
4: I find myself in the employ of several Society of Women in the Home Counties.
6: Let me see. Yes. Why would someone
1: poison Burbage after Gil?
0: On the desk there. He had a file of obits going way back. Ran the
5: place just strict schedule, barked orders at the staff, couldn't
0: bear mistakes. Oh, how he could rage. One was empty at breakfast
1: and at lunch.
0: None of them matched the print in the garden.
1: I'm amazed the delivery boy manages to stay on his bike in this wind.
0: Every time we think we're getting somewhere, someone else gets poisoned and the theory goes out the window. Inspector? Inspector?
6: I think he's in some sort of trance. Out the window. I've worked it out. I know who did it. Who? Luke, get to the dining room and make sure nobody leaves. Laura, summon Davies and alert the local police. I've got a criminal to unmask and then they've got an arrest to make. (laughs) But first, I need to find some shoes. And so, all of our suspects are gathered.
8: Have I missed anything? Uh,
6: Not at all, Miss Dubry. Do sit down. As I said, all our suspects are gathered. I must begin my summary of this labyrinthine case with a confession. Standing beside me are not members of the hotel staff, but my colleagues from Scotland Yard. What? Miss Nora Lauder? Good evening. Dr Duke Von Roos. Greetings. And Mrs...
2: Countess Isla Tagimoff. Kiss my boots, peasants.
6: (sighs) Indeed. I'm pleased to say we have at last identified the person responsible for poisoning Mr Gill. The key to the case was uncovered in the flower bed in the garden. Observe. A fragment of porcelain found beside a footprint in the mud. Note the singular pattern on the shard A perfect match for the coffee cups used in this very dining room What is more, mere moments ago My colleague Duke identified traces of arsenic on its surface You mean the poor
3: Blighter's coffee was spiked And then what? The Poisoner chucked it out of the window?
8: Yes, of course Gill's room is directly above the flower bed The Poisoner must have hurled it to the ground and gone back to pick it up later
4: So find the shoe that matches the
6: footprint. And we finger the culprit. (laughs) The Countess has been checking every pair of shoes in the hotel, and only one matched the print. We now know that the person who dropped the poison cup and then rushed to retrieve the fragments was Mr Gill. (gasps) Yes, (laughs) a cunning twist. You're not making sense, man.
3: The fellow can't have poisoned himself and then disposed of the evidence. No, indeed.
6: But you see, the cup wasn't thrown from the window of Mr Gill's room. What do you mean?
0: The wind, Miss Burbage. So sorry,
5: it was the claret.
6: An easterly wind's been blowing all week. Mr Gill's room is close to the fence on the eastern side of the grounds. A cup thrown from there would have been blown clear across the boundary. So by my
1: calculations, it had to have been dropped from the room next to Gill's on the same side of the house. But that's...
6: that's my room. Dr Arnold, you said when Mr Gill came to check on Miss Dewberry, you heard him open the window. Good God. You mean
4: he made Miss Dewberry ill and then covered his tracks?
8: Not
0: quite. He certainly disposed of the evidence, but he meant Miss Dewberry no harm. And in any case, how did the cup get into her room when she'd not asked for coffee?
6: To answer that, I draw your attention to this map. Good gracious.
8: It's enormous.
4: And impressively
6: detailed. Please ignore the giant penis.
2: But do pay attention to the map he's holding.
6: (sighs) This is the layout of the upper floor. Mr Gill and Miss Dewberry's rooms on one side, Captain Hawthorne, Miss Burbage and Dr Arnold on the other. What's that got to do with the price of cheese? Captain Hawthorne, you reported hearing Miss Dewberry being ill on the night of the attempted murder? Correct. And you did not, Dr Arnold? No. And yet your room is opposite Miss Dewberry's, whilst the Captain's is at the other end of the hall. Why was the man furthest away the first to hear? Well, uh, I have a finely tuned ear, of course. I... You said the guests had taken to amusing yourselves in your rooms.
0: And, um, Miss Jibri, you were looking for a friendly face to distract you from your
2: troubles? You insolent little...
3: This is slander.
2: Funny it took you so long to notice the draught in your room, isn't it, Boyo? Almost as if you were spending most of your time doing the reproductive rumber in somebody else's.
6: Did you take any little gifts with you to Miss Dewberry's room that night, Captain? Say, a cup of coffee? <gasps> yes, a second cunning twist. Miss Dewberry drank the poison, but its intended recipient was you, sir. But why? Miss Burbage put me on the path to that answer. You pointed out a photograph of Mr Gill's old army regiment in the bar. During dinner, I took a closer look at it. Here it is. There's Mr Gill in the middle of the front row. And behind him, to the left, I knew I recognised you. Good Lord, it's Hawthorne. (gasps) Yes, (laughs) another cunning twist. And now we turn to a very unusual document we found in Mr Gill's safe. Nora?
0: This is what's known as a tontine, a blood pact made by the officers in Major Gill and Captain Hawthorne's regiment. It appears looting was the second order of business in the Crimea, and they arranged a special agreement whereby the spoils would be awarded to the last living officer.
1: A collection of obituaries in Gill's desk revealed only he and Hawthorne remained.
6: If he could outlive his rival, Gill could use the fortune to pay off his mounting debts. What a shock it must have been to see you walk into his hotel, Captain. Still... He seized his chance to get rid of his rival and put the poison in your coffee, only for it to be drunk by Miss Dewberry instead. Then Gil saw the cup
8: when he came to check in on me, realised what had happened and threw it away. Oh, Charlie, you're a fool to come here. Why take the risk?
6: Charlie? Because the captain had murder on his mind too, didn't you? (laughs) Or rather you would have if... You were the real Captain Hawthorne. <gasps> yes, yet another cunning twist. The man's an imposter. This
1: this is all lies. Pure fiction. Miss Burbage told me that you had shared a love affair during your time in the army. But you didn't recognise her when she approached you here at the hotel. The
6: memory cheats. But my eyes do not. We return to the regiment photo. See that you hold your rifle in your right hand. And yet when I asked you to annotate the map of the hotel, you did so with your left. This is not you in the photo, is it?
3: No. No, it's not. My name is Michael Hawthorne. Charles was my older brother. Was? He passed away four days ago. Before he died, he told me all about the pact. He despised Gil, said he couldn't go to his grave knowing the money had been claimed by such a creature, so we hatched a plan. We kept his death a secret, away from the obituary columns, and I came here in his old uniform to get rid of Gill. Then the money could be claimed by our family, we denounced Charles died the following day. In the end, I couldn't summon the courage, not that it matters now.
8: You scoundrel, I nearly died because of you
6: Nearly is the right word, Miss Dewberry Curious that the poisoned coffee caused only minor illness when it was intended to be lethal Why? Uh, A half measure? A mistake? Miss Burbage said the Major couldn't tolerate such errors Why then was the coffee so weak? The answer is that the dose had been tampered with By you, Miss Burbage. (gasps) Yes, the next cunning twist. What cruel japery is this? How could you, sir? This is too much. Someone pass the brandy. Or perhaps a drop of this? You'll recognise your hip flask, of course. You too were poisoned with arsenic, Miss Burbage. But how did it find its way in here? And for what motive? There was none. Because you put it there yourself.
4: This is getting really
6: quite puzzling now. We return to the same clue that helped unmask the imposter captain. The army photo. Who is this, standing in the back row in the uniform of a nurse? Why, that's... Good
8: heavens! It's Miss Burbage!
1: Who said your liaison with Captain Hawthorne took place in your carefree days in the Crimea, when he was a Dolly soldier... And you were a dispensing chemist, a woman with a good knowledge of dangerous chemicals.
0: So, when Gil handed you a cup of coffee that night, you smelt the poison in it straight away. Perhaps you thought he was trying to get rid of you. We're aware it's far more than a week of rent that you owed him, but rather than get back at Gil, you decided to punish Hawthorne for ignoring you. You tipped just the right amount of poison into the coffee cup outside his room to give him an aching gut.
4: Then how the blazes did it get in the flask as well?
6: I suspect the bottle of sherry at dinner is the cause of that. We know you like draining the dregs of your drinks into the flask, Miss Burbage. Not wise to mix up your special blend when you could barely see what you were pouring into the flask, was it? (laughs) A costly mistake.
5: Curse this affliction of mine, but I deserved it. Oh, dash it all, Inspector, you're right. I poisoned Hawthorne's cup, but that wretched
8: gill is the true culprit. Hold on, that doesn't make sense. Thank fuck someone said it at last. You said Gil put poison in my cup, but also gave poison to Miss Burbage. But if she then put half of her poison in my cup and accidentally drank the rest herself, why did I only get ill when I'd had three times the amount she had? The young girl's right. He said the cup he gave me was his
5: own. He could only have poisoned one, and he wouldn't have gotten them mixed up. He
6: was most particular. Indeed he didn't. He truly believed the one he left for the captain was poisoned, and that his own was safe. So how did he end up handing her the poison? Oh, that's simple. Dr Arnold swapped them before they even left the kitchen.
2: <gasps> Someone had better be writing this shit down. I'm as lost as a eunuch at an orgy.
6: Who else could it be? The last man standing. Nonsense. I'm afraid
1: the Countess drew this map on a piece of paper she took from your room, Doctor. On the back of it we found a list of names. Most of them have been crossed off, but three remain. Kildare, Wolseley and Dewberry.
6: We took it for some sort of journal. You said you'd attended Lady Kildare and Countess Wolseley before you arrived at the hotel. And you assisted Miss Dewberry when she fell ill. Only she's not the Dewberry the list refers to.
0: This evening's paper. Quite the bumper crop of obituaries tonight, including Lady Kildare and Countess Wolseley.
6: (gasps) Yes, one final cunning...
2: Oh, give it a rest.
6: You told me, Miss Dewberry, that you'd inherited a pretty sum from your recently deceased aunt. Three wealthy women dead in such a short space of time? And you told me, Dr Arnold, that you've quite the number of society matriarchs on your books. Time for the truth. What were you and Miss Dewberry arguing about this morning?
8: Argument? I don't know what you're talking about. I heard every
2: word, Flower. Fess up.
6: (sighs) Bugger. Your reasons for visiting the hotel were spurious at best, Miss Dewberry. It's unusual, is it not? that you should arrive at the same time as the doctor who treated your aunt.
0: Spinning me a lie about the blackmail letter was a good bluff, but we found the newspaper the letters were cut from. It was printed two days ago. Gil wasn't blackmailing you about an affair you had last year. It was your scheme with Dr Arnold he'd overheard. I shall say nothing
8: without a lawyer. How dare you?
4: Oh, give it up, will you? It's over. Very well, Inspector. I confess. Miss Dewberry is the latest in a very long line of blue-blooded lizards who employ me to off their elderly relatives so that they can claim an early inheritance. In return, I get a cut of the legacy. Miss Dewberry and I were meeting here to settle our business. Then that snake gill overheard and threatened to expose us.
6: It really was arsenic that went missing from your bag, wasn't it? When you saw it was missing after dinner, you went to confront Gill in the kitchen. I take it you saw him preparing the two cups. Only the captain had ordered coffee, so it was safe to assume the other was for Gill himself. I'm guessing he went to hide the arsenic, and you swapped the cups, hoping he'd die at his own hand. But as we've heard, fate intervened.
1: When Gill looked in on Miss Doubry, He saw the coffee cup Hawthorne had taken to her and realised his plan had failed. In a panic, he threw the cup from the window and later collected what he thought was every fragment to dispose of them. Better that than risk being seen taking the cup through the hotel. Then, no doubt, he goes back to his room to put together some plan for the morning.
0: Only you know your plan hasn't worked either, because somehow the poison has ended up with Miss Dewberry, not Gill. So you retrieve the arsenic you saw Gill hide in the kitchen and put the rest to use. Given Gil's coughing fits, it was safe to presume that he'd keep a glass of water by his bedside, and in the dark, he'd not see the residue of the poison in the bottom of his drink.
6: Then in the morning, when he's found by the maid, you arrive to tend to him and pocket the glass. Only too much of the arsenic had already been used. There was enough to do a lot of damage, but to your horror, Gill survived.
4: You really are too clever for your own good, Inspector.
2: First time anyone's ever said that! How did you know the
4: arsenic was mine? I showed you the file in my case.
6: You showed me a bottle of white powder, Dr Arnold. May I?
4: (sighs) Please yourself.
6: Such a dangerous little tincture, eh? I wonder what it tastes like. Good heavens.
8: He's down the lot. Legend. Send for a doctor. Oh, wait.
6: (coughs) Yes, just as I thought. Strong stuff. Still, I think that solves the mystery of the empty salt cellar. You used it to replace the missing poison. What a cunning twist. Someone fetch a bucket.
1: That's the police on their way. They say Arnold and Newbury are bound to go down for murder. And Hawthorne might get fraud. They're not sure what to do with Burbage. Did the post arrive?
0: Yes, I gave the guest letters to the sergeant, just sorting through the rest. When's the inspector due back?
1: will not we till the morning, he says. Quite the hefty report to file. The regular staff should be back tomorrow too. And then off we go. Who knows where.
0: No need to wait up on my account. I'll lock up.
1: I'll just finish mopping up in the bar. My latest cocktail got a bit lively. Then a bit out of hand. And then a bit everywhere. Good night.
0: night. Special delivery for Miss Hewson.
7: My dear Miss Norder, enclosed is the first of three case files that demonstrate the severity of your colleagues' crimes. I am sorry to deliver this news to you, truly I am. But when you learn the truth that they have hidden from you, I am certain you will understand that they must be brought to justice. Destroy this after reading. More shall follow. Yours faithfully, Samuel Ogilvie. Inspector Murder Inspects was created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. It starred Alistair Sanderson as the inspector, Emily Pugh as Laura, Joe Pratt as Constance, and Andrew Faber as Luke, with Robert Aldington as Arnold, Mary Hall as Burbage, Stephen J. Davies as Hawthorne, Hannah Rogers as Dewberry, and Gareth Johnson as Ogilvy. Music was by Kevin MacLeod, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound.